Hey there. Welcome to How We Think, a podcast that takes a deeper look at coaching conversations, the biases and beliefs that show up in such conversations, and ideas that make you sit up and take notice of your own patterns, behaviors and opportunities to change. I am Neha Indoria and I have the amazing Bhavna Avasthi with me. Hey Bhavna, how are you doing? Hi Neha, I'm very well and very excited to be here today once again with you. Would you like to take us and all our listeners through on what we are going to talk about today? Yeah, absolutely Bhavna and it's always great to talk with talk to you as well. Um today we are talking about limiting beliefs. Um you know those deeply ingrained thoughts, perceptions or convictions that constrain individuals often holding them back from achieving their full potential or pursuing certain opportunities. These beliefs are usually self-imposed and can be psychological barriers that limit personal or professional growth. You know, um and I feel like a good way to start thinking about this would be to begin at belief. So Bhavna, what is your belief around beliefs? <laughs> <laughs> yeah interesting way to uh, start the conversation but you're right i think we do need to uh, talk about what are beliefs before we can actually get into limiting beliefs or creating empowering beliefs so beliefs not just what are beliefs but where do they come from like what is the beginning of it all so beliefs mm-hmm. are are sometimes given to us by our parents by our society these are beliefs that are almost like norms that we live our lives by and other times there are these beliefs that we kind of arrive at you know based on our experiences based on our learnings based on our failures sometimes we create our own beliefs and these are uh these could be called compensatory or these could be called adopted beliefs but nevertheless it's mm. the fundamental building blocks on what we base our thinking and actions on so that's i mean to start off with that's a belief hmm um what do you think it is so intertwined with who you are that a lot of times beliefs it is difficult to define a belief and hmm. and and you're right it can come from so many places right it can come from your core it is something it is it is who you are it is no longer separate from you it can be mm. based on your perceived performance or your perception of your ability it can mm. be given to you from society culture or your spiritual political or other ideologies mm. and sometimes these are these thoughts are great fuel for your potential like i can do this and you know i do well when challenged and at other times not so much mm. stuff like this always happens to me i mean that's also that's also a belief uh, or life is fair or my manager doesn't like me or i don't like my manager you know wherever they come from they definitely show up in our conversations with ourselves mm-hmm. and with others yeah and you know interestingly i just want to draw a little bit of a background on why we thought i mean the last podcast that we did was thinking in possibilities mm-hmm. and even while we were talking both of us were talking and you know about thinking in possibilities the next thing that we automatically landed was what's going to come in the way and mm. one of the things was our belief system our beliefs about us um 
and that's why we we landed today talking about this another reason why this is important to talk about is because as coaches there are many times that we uh, at least i see people come up with problems that are important things that may not be working mm. in their lives but the in the larger scheme of things those are just outcomes or transactional things that are defining their outcomes but they are coming from a space of belief and that's why mm. it becomes more uh, critical to talk about belief and this is something that i do a lot in my practice i talk, uh, i do work around belief and values of a person mm. in order to understand what's really happening in their lives uh mm. what are the outcomes they are making for themselves now from our perspective as coaches and what we have seen through our coaching conversations the ones that really show up more often than not mm. as limited beliefs are uh from the category core beliefs the mm. relational beliefs conditional beliefs and implicit and explicit beliefs i know these are these are many um many words that i've just laid out there and i think let's just define a little bit uh talk a little bit about each of these four categories that that tends to show up in our uh, coaching conversations you know we i i keep going back to this thought that it is difficult for for you to even recognize that and i think that is where the talking about these subcategories will help hmm. um and to just simplify the idea that it is it is um it is rooted inside you as a belief uh, you know if i could just share a little anecdote i was talking to this client and she is at a point in her life where she really wants to make a change in her career but she is held back by this one thought that she can't get the roles that she wants because she doesn't come from a great college and you know mm. she she that belief gets fortified further because when she goes up on linkedin and she's looking at other posts mm. and she king of um these are the kind of roles that she wants uh more often than not those roles are filled by people mm. who come from the right mm. kind of colleges mm. you know so she's like oh xlr i this that oh, so probably should not mention a college but <laughs> you know, you get my point <laughs> and um and then it gets added on uh by another belief you know so the idea that okay so you might not have a brand but then you know you have the opportunity to create a brand so why wouldn't you want to do that that idea gets shot down by another belief that if you are talking yourself up on social media hmm. then that's not done yeah. somebody else can can praise you but how yeah. can you talk about it so where we left the conversation uh, the other day was how do you quantify or how do you showcase effort that was that was the question ah. that kind of made her realize that it's um it's more yeah yeah and you know as i was listening to her the visual picture that came in my head head was that of an embankment that you see next to a shoreline you know a wave of will rises and it says that i want to do more or something different and then this is what i want to do it moves closer to the shoreline only to crash into the wall that pushes it back with saying you're not good enough and that to me defines what limiting beliefs can do to you now if we go back to the four different ones that you spoke about i mm-hmm. think you started with core yeah yeah okay so um core beliefs for most i mean for all of us 
our fundamental beliefs deeply ingrained within our identity and self concept mm-hmm. uh it's how i see me and mm-hmm. how i want the world to see me mm-hmm. and these beliefs often shape our world view mm-hmm. our values and our overall perspective on life so mm-hmm. uh imagine that there is a person and i'm going to take a live example of a client mm-hmm. where this client had a difficult childhood because he lost both his parents mm-hmm. um i mean the story is that he uh, anyways his father was not around and he lost his mum when he was 4 months old Oh. so him and his siblings were raised by the aunts and uncles there were three uh, uh two aunts and one uncle that his mum had and mm. each one of them took one of the kids so these mm. are three siblings and and my client uh is sitting and telling me the story now he's had this the start of his life is this event and mm. this event has largely defined how he sees family how he sees mm. parents how mm. he sees what he shouldn't be asking because that's not his real parents now imagine this the societal uh, contribution to the story is constantly one or the other relative coming and saying yeah but but this is not your real mum i mean this is your aunt mm. your aunt and uncle mm. so when i was working with him and exploring who he is and what makes him him mm. uh the one thing that he kept saying was but i have i have nothing i have no permanency in my life my parents mm. are also not mine i mean parents are the ones that are supposed to hold you like provide for you you know define how world is going to be teach you but i don't i didn't have those parents i mm. had my aunt and uncle Hmm. and this is how he's led his life now this this understanding of who he is and what his environment is hmm. even having contributions from outside has defined how he's shown up in his life now as an hmm. adult when he has children hmm. he is conflicted he has this internal dissonance where he he knows parenting to be a certain way hmm uh because of what he's received but he also mm. has children now who expect more from him mm. just because he thought these are not my real parents so i cannot ask for what i want he is being asked all the time and there is an internal dissonance that's happening within him and that's what we were talking so that right there is an example of a fundamental core belief at play not serving you yeah wow i mean and also i think i you really made me feel for for your client right now i i, I wouldn't you know it is difficult mm-hmm. to imagine imagine what that core belief would look like mm-hmm. but there in your in your story you also kind of highlighted what a conditional belief looks like right the core mm-hmm. belief con- mm-hmm. constantly gets reinforced mm-hmm. by what our overall environment is and what mm-hmm. we tell ourselves as a result of it um you know you you mentioned the the example of i have nothing now if i have nothing is what is what 
I have as a belief, my conditional belief will be, I will be happy when I have everything. But yeah. then when you get everything, not necessarily that happiness will come through. So yeah, so I get how um, conditional belief is is so uh, intertwined with the core one. Hmm. 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 Correct. They are all. It's amazing how they kind of all uh, slide and slip into each other and then come come out the other end looking a little bit differently uh, so if we talk about relational beliefs and these are beliefs about relationships and mm. what do what are relationships really based on they're based on trust they're based on communication mm. intimacy commitment so these relational beliefs influence how we form and maintain relationships. So hmm. imagine that you've you've grown up and had a couple of your core relations uh, or relationships not deliver. Mm -hmm. So, for example, if I wanted my my sibling to have my back, hmm. you know, that's the one thing that I want my sibling or not rat on me. As simple <laughs> as that. Sometimes, right? Not snitch hmm. on me. And that's hmm. not happened. I actually look at a core relationship as some, some, something that is lacking trust or commitment. Hmm. And now, because I have that view over about a core relationship, it will show up in my other relationships. I hmm. will have that bias where I'm starting to think, yeah, but that's how people are. You hmm. know, not necessarily people will have your back. My own sibling did not have my back. So that right there is how we will show up in our relationships, lacking trust, lacking commitment and feeling mm. that that's how the world works. And that feeling is what you could possibly call an implicit belief. It is so unconscious and so unspoken, but it mm. creates your convictions. Mm. Um, you would probably not even say that, oh, my sibling didn't trust me. So that's why I don't trust the world. But you are always living with the fact that you can't trust anybody it's you are you are alone like you know oh you are all you have in this world you can see the wall getting built up big by brick by brick you know the beliefs are 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 influencing each other they're influencing your behavior sometimes you get validation for the behavior that you do and therefore you start internalizing them and that's where your implicit and explicit beliefs come sometimes you do action without thinking um, mm -hmm. And sometimes you are, you have, you know, if you would be fairly um, open and uh, expressive about what you believe in a, is to be a certain way. Mm -hmm. and that's how, that's all the different ways that it can show up. It, it sounds, we are painting a very bleak picture, Bhavna, I must. <laughs> <laughs> it is sounding like you have created a little uh, whirlpool for yourself and the only way is down. But no. No, dear listeners, this is not the point of this podcast. Let's let's turn let's turn this around. Where where do we start, Bhavna? From from what I'm hearing, you use the word we are painting a bleak picture. <laughs> but let's just say we are putting the foundation courts, the background huh. for the painting that's going to emerge, yeah. and that background is very important. Much like exploring how our beliefs shape our lives mm -hmm. how our beliefs contribute to our narrative and mm -hmm. understanding of our world is as important as looking at how do i recognize whether this belief is working for me 
and hmm. fundamentally even before you recognize there is i mean and this is something that i'm seeing in people when i'm working in a coach capacity with my clients mm-hmm. more often than not the starting point of exploring or recognizing what's a belief and whether it is working or not is the internal dissonance there is mm. an internal conflict mm. in what i know and what is and what needs to be there is a mm. mismatch between the three so recognition mm-hmm. is first coming from an internal turmoil internal unrest disbalance say mm. uh, you can use whatever word but that's what it's a feeling first before mm-hmm. it becomes cognitive before it becomes let's look at it in a logical rational manner have a conversation about it before that it's a quiet feeling that comes knocking and mm. if you are sitting with an uneasy feeling like i feel like this is not right or i you know i know what needs to be done but i am not aligned to it that right there is something that you need to uh pay attention to lean into it's like they talk about opportunities right they knock very softly you have to be mm-hmm. listening you have to be listening to when they're knocking to mm-hmm. actually take them on or accept or whatever so the first marker is the internal cognitive dissonance mm-hmm. uh it's a psychological term i i get and describes the discomfort or tension experienced within oneself because of contradictory beliefs or attitudes or mm. behaviors that may emerge from them mm. um it's literally like an inconsistency between two cognitions like two beliefs or two mm. actions that may not be aligning mm. and that that right there is like the first start of the recognition okay so what you're saying is that some of the key elements that you might experience mm-hmm. in the process of recognizing it is mm-hmm. inconsistency discomfort or a need for resolution mm. and a, a good example perhaps to explain this would be that let's say you're saying you believe that you are trying to be the best parent to your child mm-hmm. and yet you know you will overreact you will yell or you will mm-hmm. overdiscipline your child at the smallest little mm-hmm. thing Hmm. So that hmm. that right there could be a sign of a cognitive dissonance because and the cognitive dissonance is not the fact that you yell the cognitive dissonance is the fact that you feel guilt right afterwards i think that is what yeah that is what should kind of um should point you in the direction yeah and at that point uh, probably a good step to do is to start labeling it that okay this Mm-hmm. this guilt is is coming because it is not sitting true with my belief of being a better parent mm-hmm. uh, you know that I'm, that i'm generally working with yeah yeah totally um more often than not even when we are labeling it or we are recognizing it addressing limiting belief is a process of self reflection mm-hmm. it's a process of challenging assumptions and mm. i i i want to highlight that word assumption mm. i was just a quick example i was talking to a client and uh, the i i asked him what would you want to bring to the conversation today mm. and his whole demeanor was extremely serious and he 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 looked tensed 
And, hmm. and what I was picking up from that was that this is going to be like a really tough conversation for him because he's, he's so stressed out already, even before he's spoken about it. And he hmm. uh, comes and tells me that, you know, I lack motivation to start things. Like I'll have great ideas, but I won't take the first step. I've never hmm. taken the first step. Um, and he holds a great position in a great organization and he's really valued. He's an individual contributor, which, which also makes him a subject matter expert. One uh, who is only like about four or five people in the country. That's hmm. who he is. Right. And now he's coming and sitting in front of me and saying, I never take the first step. I have great plan, hmm. but I don't follow through. And I recognize that the discomfort is also from this judgment that he's passing. But for him, that's not judgment. That's a reality. And then it is meaning that somewhere it's in that belief area. Mm. And I actually, because I'm supposed to be non-judgmental as a coach, I'm picking it up as an assumption. So I said, okay, so tell me, you say I've never taken the first step. So what if you did take the first step? At the at the very go, you have an idea, you take the first step. And, and he says, I would be doing 100. You know, if I would be doing 100. So I said, okay, that's good. You've quantified it. How much do you think you're doing now? He mm. says, ah, about 70. And I kept holding my presence and he leaned back into his chair and had a big smile. And he says, it sounds silly, right? I kept saying, I never take that <laughs> and yet I'm at 70 so it means I just have to correct the 30 that is a lack here yeah and so this assumption which was part of his narrative I never mm. take the call we say it mm. so simply but the impact it has that it is a perception that we've created about ourselves mm. and how limiting it was for him because he judged himself in that manner. And that's where the transition started for him. And what he thought was like a life-defining uh, problem got mm. sorted in the next 25 minutes. And he was laughing. He was like, oh, I just have to do this then. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, you're already like 70% of the way there. Yeah. So, yeah. What, what do you think about that example? I think perspective. I mean, everything changes mm. when you start looking at things differently. And mm. it is almost always a question of perspective. And when you were telling me the story and, you mm. know, that was the thought that was going on in my mind that, you know, you're a senior leader, you are in this position and you're an individual contribution and subject mm -hmm. matter expert. Of course, you have done some things right. But the idea is not that we understand it as coaches or anybody else in your life understands it. The idea is always that you understand it, which is where yeah. these, these funny little beliefs that we have about ourselves kind of um, yeah. come in the way. Yeah. And speaking of things coming in the way, you know, it is not, it's not a straight road um, most of the time. Even if you understand mm -hmm. that I have done 70% and only 30 is left, the mm -hmm. various things can, can uh, come in the way. You know, the biggest one I feel I have seen is, is strong emotional investment and personal significance that we attach to th some things mm. you know I've, I've spent so much time doing this or I have I have spent so much effort doing this how can I walk away if mm. if there is something about walking away or you know uh, 
this is who I am. So you believe it so strongly or mm. you have such a great connection to it. Mm. It's always been, I'm going back to some words that you said to me once. It's almost been like that that thought or that belief has been your friend for so long. It is difficult <laughs> for you to understand. Yeah. <laughs> And then there's also confirmation bias. You you only look at the information that supports your belief. Mm-hmm. There's a big another big one that that happens is a fear of uncertainty. Um, if you give up what you know, then what do you know? There is nothing <laughs> else left. And I think our most important one is is around our identity and self image, uh, which I was just saying. This is mm-hmm. who I am. So how can I be um, anything else? But you know, sayings are are sayings for a reason and the one that comes to mind is don't throw away the baby with the bath water like yes you've gone through a lot it seems like it seems like you are you are quitting and not really changing directions but what you're doing is accepting that this doesn't work any longer and that's okay it's just a change yeah so many thoughts coming to my mind when you just spoke about that emotional attachment or you know, the investment that we've made. Mm-hmm. I've done this for so long. This is what defines me. Mm. So the deeper connect that we make for most of our things is we define ourselves through our actions. Our actions come from our beliefs. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we have beliefs about beliefs. Yeah. So that that right there is also another fun space where you know, we need to be a certain way is a belief. Now, that certain way has to follow this norm is a belief about a belief. In yeah. the first place, the first belief is not working that we need to be like, you know, it's like that. Some people say I need to, I was taught that I always have to be sharing and caring as a child. <laughs> now as an adult, I'm like sharing and caring like nobody's business. But I don't get the same sharing and caring reciprocated towards me. Yeah. Now I'm sitting with this, that belief is not working for me, that I cannot be sharing and caring everywhere in all facets of my life. Yeah. Um, And now I have a belief that, you know, people are not good. Nobody uh, will, um, will, nobody who's kind of uh, being your cheerleader uh, will be your real friend or something like that. So it's a belief about a belief. Mm. Hmm. Um, and the the next thing that I want to talk about is what can support hmm. one in this journey or overcoming hmm. obstacles to this hmm. belief change that that seems to be <laughs> what we've been talking about in the past some time now. Hmm. Um, so I want to talk about one to start from a space of having an open mind, hmm. uh, open mind towards new information or perspectives or experiences. Um, also bringing in um, logical, rational, critical thinking. So basically yeah. evaluating beliefs critically, questioning assumptions and, and you know, seeking evidence towards those assumptions. We sometimes sit with these internal narratives that at some point came from a real place, but post that they don't connect. And yet we are just clinging to them. So questioning assumptions, seeking evidence. Um, 
exposing ourselves to diverse views, engaging with people who are not like us. You know, in today's day and age, diversity is not about gender. It's about diversity of thought. And having openness to new ideas, putting yourself in situations with diverse people, that right there is an environment where you are learning, learning to reinvent your outcomes based on your beliefs and your thinking patterns. And gradually arriving at a place. So if you think, okay, today this is my belief and now I think it's not working for me and let me now create something new or ditch this one and tomorrow I'm going to be this person. I don't think that's also how change happens. It is gradual and it is slow and it is only then rooted and consistent. Hmm. So... Yeah, any, uh, so these are what, what are coming up in my mind. Anything you want to add here? A lot of us almost have this um, movie-like view of how hmm. things will change, right? Change, right? <laughs> yeah. Suddenly Simran will run to the train and suddenly <laughs> the father will let her hand go and, and everything will be different and everybody's <laughs> views and perceptions will be different. But um uh, the only thing I think I would like to add is that habits, bad or good, are habits because you have done them for a long time. And I think mm-hmm. that's the key, that you have done them for a long time. So you have to keep reminding yourself that it is a marathon. It's not a race. It will not happen suddenly. Mm-hmm. But maybe one day it will. And even if it comes to 70%, you know, that's who's right. judging? That's yeah. all right. Yeah. Who's, Who's saying 100% is the 100% in somebody else's book? It might be 50%. It doesn't matter. Your book is the one that matters. Yeah. So that uh, gentleness towards yourself. There is this Mm. concept I had read about let come and let go. Mm. Uh, So it's not just about letting go. It's about letting come also. Mm -hmm. And I usually say let come and let go. Only Mm. when we have something that is going to be there to fill the gap that we are uh, consciously creating is when we will allow. And that's that's just how the human mind works. We Mm. hate empty drawers. If you look at our mind as a chest of drawers, we hate empty drawers. And the moment one drawer is empty or we, we have to empty it out, the hesitation and the anxiousness is about, oh, now it's going to be empty. So I say, let come. Let come mm. the awareness, let come the new thinking, the new perspectives, the willingness to consider alternative viewpoints, to facilitate a belief system evolution. And once that happens, the letting go would be easy. You would mm. have supported or created that support system for your internal landscape. And everything's going to be okay. <laughs> Make space for empty drawers. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Or rather empty your drawer and make space. Empty, <laughs> empty the drawer. That's okay. So I think that's the line where, where we might want to pause today. Mm-hmm. Um, how about you? Is this a good, good place for us to pause? I think it's a good place to pause. Thank you for being here. It is. It was a great conversation as always. And... 
thank you folks for listening uh, do write to us about what you think of this conversation and any other topics that you would like us to explore in the next episode and if this episode resonated with you in any way we would appreciate it if you could take 30 seconds to follow us on our adventures share it with someone who may need it and definitely hit subscribe to stay up to date thank you and goodbye